Hello, ladies, gentlemen, and non-binary friends. Welcome back to Multicultural TV Talk, a Media Village podcast where we bring you exclusive interviews with talent and creatives from across entertainment, discovering their stories and how they're changing the face of stardom across media. As always, I am your host, Juan Ayala. Thank you so much for tuning in. Now, let's get to talking. So today's guest is an actress that you know from the iconic General Hospital and the CBC and HBO Max comedy sort of. It's Cassandra James. Cassandra, thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Hi, <laughs> I'm so happy to be here. So seeing as we're in the midst of Pride Month, um, I'd love to start with the question of what does Pride mean to you? I get asked that question a lot during the month of June. And for me, I feel like the answer I usually respond with is love. Pride is about love for me. It's about community. Um, I think it's a really exciting opportunity for the world to give us some focus and some attention. Um, you know, do I have all sorts of thoughts about how we've politicized pride and, and all those things, but I, I still think it has value and, and I, I'm really excited to celebrate with my community and, and be visible and be seen and take up space this month, but in a way that always from love, from love. You know, there's always, that conversation of how commercialized it's become in recent years and all of that, but sort of the root of it is all still very much in, in love and in liberation and just being able to unabashedly be ourselves. So yeah, totally agree. <laughs> and um, so uh, I'm curious what your reaction was, what was going through your head when you heard that you would be the first transgender actor to portray a transgender character in soap opera history like having these iconic shows exist for 50 plus years and you were like the first in that sort of milestone of representation. What was going through your head at that time? It was a, it was a few years ago, mm. <laughs> but I feel like for me, um, gosh, I was so kind of, to be honest, overwhelmed by the whole thing, right? Like I had been living in LA for a year and a half maybe. And everyone always says the first year's the toughest. And I was really chugging along. And, and by the time I, I booked the role, I was so ready. I was like so excited and hungry to, to get to work here in LA. Um, my manager at the time was like, get ready. You know, like soap is like, you know, this is a huge community and and there's like a huge following of the show you know prepare prepare yourself um i think for me honestly the 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 intersection of my presence on the show around my transness to me didn't really resonate until i think a little bit later when i started to interact with the fans when i started to see how i was being received i think that's when i started to really realize um how important Terry is and, and how important the work that we're doing at General Hospital is. Mm. Um, the daytime audience is traditionally so and stereotypically so conservative. And I was, you know, rightfully anxious about joining an institution as, as established as GH. And it's been a complete joy and I feel really spoiled and I feel really lucky. And it's a responsibility I take very seriously. And with your character of Dr. Terry, um, what hasn't been explored yet with them that you're hoping to see in the future? I really am. I really want Terry's family to come to town. I don't, I don't, I've, I really feel like um, when she was introduced to the show four years ago, 
she, um, she did talk with her best friend, Elizabeth, um, that her family doesn't accept her and that she, she dealt with some obstacles with her family. And I'm so curious how the writers and the GH production and everyone could explore that. And um, we'll see, I have no idea, but I, I feel really lucky. I, I feel like Terry's had a really great chance in the ring. And um, at the end of May, Terry had her first heartbreak and she's navigating, you know, we're seeing authentic romance, trans romance represented on daytime. And I, I couldn't be, couldn't be happier. I'm so excited about that. And, but her, her family exploration and some of her roots, some of her backstory, which I know the soap um, systems take a long time to, to, to develop, to develop and get to that stuff. Um, but I'm looking forward to it with Terry. Um, so I'd like to move on to um, your most recent show or one of your more recent shows, um, sort of, um, which my partner and I sort of discovered by accident while browsing through HBO Max. And we watched the first episode and we just like had to binge like the whole season. We're like just so excited to see this level of queer and POC representation on a major platform like HBO Max. And it's so wonderful that CBC is like who started the show and and you know, is in the co-production with, uh, along with HBO Max. So uh, what's your experience been like working on the show? Uh, it's very bingeable. I'm glad that you binged it. Um, what a, what a joy and a treat and, and um, really like exercising different muscles for me as an, as an actor, as an artist, um, you, you know, soap work, you know, it's a very established machine and, and I, learned so much joining a team like that and um, learning. Yeah, I continue to learn so much working on the soap and then, you know, transitioning and, and, and doing a project that's, um, it's just very different. And, and I'm just, I have to admit, I'm so new to, to all of this. And so it's been such a treat and a joy to get to step into different productions and, and learn what, learn on set in different environments and things like that. And to be able to come home to Toronto where I lived for many years, where my family lives now, and you know, to join a show that's so fantastically queer. I mean, it was such a, such a treat. And I, I've had some um, transformative and powerful and fun and sexy experience working on Sort Of. And with the show um, sort of spearheading um, so many, again, so many levels of representation, um, what do you want audiences to take away after watching the series? I think sort of is doing a really beautiful job of exploring what it means to be uh, a contemporary, like a queer person living today, you know, a, a contemporary exploration of queerness. It's also so distinctly and deliciously Canadian, um, specifically Toronto. And I love that city so much. And um, I think in general, when we're talking about what I do as an actor and the work that, that I'm participating in, I, I'm a storyteller and I love thinking about the shows that I get to be on and the characters I get to play as like windows. And um, I'm really excited for people to dive in deeper into this window, into this world that Bilal and Fab 
co-created and that we all get to be part of. Um, I, I'm just so, it's so nuanced and I'm, I'm constantly craving, I don't know, I've said this in so many interviews, like nuance is something that's so important to me, um, especially as a trans actor. So I, I think that there's a lot of nuance. There's so many colors um, in, in the production and, and in the, the way in which the world is created and painted. And I think I'm really excited for audiences to just get in there and, and see how some of us live and navigate our lives. And I'm curious if, if you can recall um, the first memory you have of feeling represented uh, through a performance or through any, any piece of media that you saw growing up. Wow, it's such a such a beautiful and like large question. Have you seen the documentary Disclosure? I have not on yet, Netflix. No. It's required viewing for for artists in this industry. It's such a beautiful documentary about trans representation in Hollywood, and they did such a great job interviewing all of these um, trans actors, talking about exactly this question and their relationship to representation. And I feel like the, the invitation is often for us to identify like trans representation or like, um, you, you know, a, like a sort of queer mirroring. And for me, I have those moments. I absolutely have performances or characters that were queer coded that really felt to me like, Oh, is that, is that me? Is that, like, is that, am I connected to this person or, or I feel connected? But for me, it was so many of like the, the cis female characters that I grew up watching really like spoke to the closeted trans girl in me. You know, Buffy is like my hero. And I <laughs> was obsessed with her as a child. I still watch the show all the time. It's like my security show. I like watch it to fall asleep at night. And, you know, so many, I feel like for her and she was such a badass and I wanted to be a slayer when I was a kid because I felt different. I felt like I had a mission. I felt like I had something to, to do in the world. And I, I grew up watching that show and it really like, it really shaped so much of, of my, my power and my strength and my resilience. I'm a big Buffy fan. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were to sort of have like this back to the future moment where you ran into uh, a 13 year old you and you told them you'd made it this far what do you think that their reaction would be I mean I marvel all the time I, I really think that for me gratitude is so important at every step of the way and you know I was um my childhood was not easy and it, it was so, I didn't, I didn't really, I wasn't really in touch with my authenticity until much later in my life. I'm, I'm, I consider myself a late bloomer. I didn't come out as trans until my, my, my twenties, my mid twenties. And I really feel like, gosh, when I think about 13 year old me, gosh, I, I really feel like she would be like impressed and also like motivated because I think, I think despite all the obstacles that I navigated as a, as a kid and into adulthood, I think I've always 
known why I'm here and, and what I want to do in the world. And I think that even 13 year old closeted, bullied, anguish ridden me would see me now and be like, okay, yes, yes. Keep going, keep going. And I, I don't know. I'll, ne- I'll never know. Right. Who knows until we, until we invent a time machine, but that's, I, th- I think, I think she'd be excited by meeting me. And uh, if you could give them any advice or words of wisdom, what would you say? Keep going, keep going <laughs> step by step. And I mean, I still tell myself that every day, you know, it's hard to be in the world right now. It's a very complicated and ugly place at times that we live in. And, and it's hard to find that motivation to, to, to not only keep going, but to like thrive and to chase your joy and to cultivate love in your life, you know? And I have to kind of walk the walk and practice what I preach, but I would, I would give my younger self that same advice. Keep going, keep going. It's worth it. Sandra, thank you so much for, for taking the time to chat with us. Um, and so if, if folks want to give you a follow anywhere on social media, where can they find you? Yeah, I'm at Cassandra James with an underscore at the end. That's me on, I use Instagram mostly. I do tweet every once in a while, but follow me on Insta. <laughs> and folks, as always, you can follow us at Media Village Com on Instagram. Head on over to MediaVillage.com for all of our reviews, interviews, podcasts, and more. General Hospitals airs weekdays on ABC, and you can stream the first season of Sort Of on CBC Gem and HBO Max, and keep an eye out for season two coming later this year, hopefully. Sooner rather than later. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Haniala, and you're listening to Multicultural TV Talk. Thanks for having me. Bye. Happy Pride!